Hey, Comet fans, it's Thanksgiving week, and we all know what happens when you get the family together. Perhaps there's some disagreements, maybe some squabbles, but this year is different. You can settle all of those differences at Combat Ops Arena. Yes, that's right. Take the people you're disagreeing with, go down to Combat Ops Arena, and have an axe-throwing contest. What's more beautiful than that? Go down to Combat Ops. It's on Lay Road. You can also get into the laser tag room. You can also bowl. You can eat. You can drink. You can get into the arcade. It is an amazing time, and it's perfect for the holidays. So get to Combat Ops Arena. They're the ones that make this podcast happen. So Combat Ops Arena on Lay Road and at CombatOpsArena.com. Now, let's get this show on the road. Thanks for coming back to the Comets Podcast. And if this is your first time, welcome. And my question is, where have you been? These have been some great shows, but I'm glad you tuned into this one because it is part two of our Bob Chase tribute. Yes, it is Thanksgiving week. We have the Bob Chase Memorial game coming up on Thanksgiving night. It has become a holiday tradition. Uh, We lost Bob two years ago on Thanksgiving night. It was always his favorite night of the year, so we are going to celebrate him coming up on Thanksgiving. So make sure you get to that game and also get one of those cool Bob Chase bobbleheads. Well, in last week's episode, it was my personal tribute to Bob. It had a lot of stories of me and Bob and a lot of moments that we shared and me, you know, being all blubbery. But I promise this one's not going to be like that. This one's going to be just a little joyful walk down memory lane as we just give you some classic interviews, some classic calls from Bob from throughout the years. And uh, again, it was a wonderful time putting this together. So I'm not going to talk a whole lot because this one's all about Bob. Okay, let's get serious here and get something done, huh? We're tra- we're not trailing anybody right now, but we're going to have to open this period with another power play for Port Huron. 55 seconds of it. Round the wall. Back up we come, and it's Zerzinski up to Hodgman. Here goes Hodgie into the zone. He follows the puck. Cyril's still there. At the net, it's blocked. Here we are in front. Chalk feeds it up top, and trying to play fancy that time. As uh, trying to move it was Phillips. He gets away from one, comes back up the wall, sends out the center. Sierzynski's got it there. Cyril sends the lead pass to uh, Hodgman, and Hodgman goes to follow it in the corner. As he's knocked off the play hard, down they come at the line. Chuck working in hard. Here's Haji coming at you. Hodgson into the zone. He's there. He's around. He's poked up. Chuck scores! Chuck gets the goal. Hey, with 5.21 to go. Haji set it up, Chalk got it, 14-39 with a 3-2 lead. Look out, guys, look out. Look out now. I can feel a penalty coming to the Fort Wayne Comets. I don't even know what it's going to be yet. Come, Chewy looks for his man. Try to jam it out of the zone. Back in the corner, at the net, the shot, the save, scrambling for it. Look out, trying to wrap, they score. Bertram couldn't hold his man. So we back to a three-all tie. Back to a three-all tie. I could see it coming, and Nick could not get from side to side quick enough. Here we come. Back up ice. It's going to be the Comets. On the way. Two on two. Going in is O'Connor. Here's O'Connor. He's out front. Shoots. Hits the post. The rebound wide. Oh, he hit the post smack on. Wow. Holy cow. You could hear it clang from here. We're looking at 3-3. Come on, you guys, let's go. 45 seconds still on the clock. 3-3 the score. A splash and Thomas. Leo for the K's outside the Comet blue line. Leo moves it wide, can't finish it. Here they come off behind the net. Guy Dupuis behind the goal makes the play. Look out. Back up the far wall and give it away. Down in the corner this time. Trying to make the move was Nerado. He can't get to it. Here come the Comets. Back up ice. The lead pass is deflected at center ice. Leo got a piece. Take it away. Here comes Flash. Going to the zone. His shot. Save on the play. Flash on the wall. Up it comes to Dupuis. Dupuis is run out by Flash. Picked up instead by P.C. Druin. He's back up the wall. Coming to center. Here's Leo Thomas back to P.C. 12 seconds left. In goes P.C. He shoots. Oh, rebound. A shot. Another rebound. P.C.'s got it back. Here they go. Front of the net. Can't play it. Up top, Bertram. Bertram at the net. Score! It's Leo Thomas with a deflection at the net with 2.1 seconds left in this game. Thomas the goal. 
43 Comets at 1958. Whoa, baby. They're in a state of shock. They're in a state of shock. Unbelievable. They're going to have a hard time calling penalties with two seconds left, aren't they? All right, Chalk. Ready into the draw as he will go at it. Back to the Fort Wayne defense. Turned wide. Burt's got it. Picks it up. Thomas win it. How about that fan? Game 7, Monday night, 7.30. Memorial Coliseum. Thank you, Leo Baby. Be there. 7.30, Monday night. Comets tie the series at three games apiece. Wow. My name's Bob Chase. This has been a Comet Wobo Sports Exclusive. Give me right, Chuck, uh, the other gentleman up here, and we're going to find out what in the heck these guys have been doing since they left here. Uh, Jimmy Rychuk, of course, uh, had staked the Comets to uh, Turner Cup before leaving and uh, going up in the American League and finally opening up with the Washington Capitals. And uh, how much farther did you pursue your uh, professional hockey career, Jim, after you left Fort Wayne? How many years? Uh, Bob, I, I, after, after Washington, I had a serious injury, and I, I basically uh, hung around for one more year, did a lot of therapy, more than played hockey in my last year of, uh, in Richmond, but uh, that was the end of my career. I called it quits. I really didn't want to come back to the minors because uh, the ultimate goal of my career was to make it to the National Hockey League, and, and I had the opportunity, and it was cut short because of an injury that, you know, was uh, just one of those things. And so I, I at that time, just made a decision that I would uh, retire and get on with life. And that's basically where I've been at now. And those were the days before you had uh, the agent with a big contract, too, eh? <laughs> well, I, I didn't make a whole bunch of money playing hockey, but I had an awful lot of fun. I had the opportunity to play on two, two uh, championship cups, one here in Fort Wayne, which was a thrill for me. And then the next year in Hershey, we won the Calder Cup, yeah. and it was... Uh, you know, a lot of guys play 15, 20 years and don't get on a championship team, and I was very fortunate. Two years in the back-to-back, and I'm, you know, quite proud of that. Indeed, and I suppose they figured, well, Reichuk ran two championships. We'll get him here in Washington and see if he can't turn a miracle first year, but it didn't work out. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Bob, uh, it, was, it was a great thrill for me to go to Washington, but there was a lot of nights where they only had to clean the ice in one end of the rink, and I was, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the opposition, believe me. <laughs> I know what you're saying. One thing I got to say before uh, if we're going to sign off is that you know I, I know I, I never had a chance to express appreciation of the fans in, in Fort Wayne, and you know sitting up here in the press box, I never realized it, but the excitement in the air up here is it's unbelievable. And like when I played uh, in, in Fort Wayne, it was different. You're down there on the ice level, you don't notice that, but they got tremendous fans here. I, I can't believe they. I know they've had some good teams. I have followed it, but. They deserve another Turner Cup, and you know these are great fans. I mean, they, you know, when you're packing the, the rink, and I think the new owners have done a tremendous job. I've met them, and they seem like really super guys, and they're uh, they're what I would call, uh, you know, a player's owner. They're very good to the players, from understand, and, and they're good to the fans. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of hockey teams should learn from. And I think in Fort Wayne here right now, it's tremendous. They've got they've got a great following, and. Uh, you know, they, they deserve it because the fans here have been very supportive of the comments. Indeed they have, and I know you fellas both have played here when things were a little sparse on many, many nights, but you plugged ahead and went along. You had uh, those crowds used to get 1,700, 2,000, 2,300. We haven't even been close to that this year. I think the smallest crowd we've had all year long is about 4,300 or 4,400. So that's got to charge you up a little bit down the line. And uh, I know uh, Jim Rychuk was saying that, uh, what, Ray Brownlee lives up in your area somewhere? He's up He's up in Brandon, Manitoba. I see uh, him and Bob Fitchner occasionally. Uh, Jeff Ablett lives uh, an hour drive from me. I golf with him in the summertime. Oh, yeah. and you, you know, people in Fort Wayne remember him. I think oh, yeah. four or five years here. I think Stumpy's the only guy that was shorter than Jimmy Keel. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, Bob, uh, uh, talking about the old-timers game tonight, you know, I didn't play here that long, but I thought this rink was smaller. Man, that was big out here tonight. <laughs> and the oxygen never came on time. Eh? You're right. No, it's, um, you know, the building has, has uh, survived 1952 when the, when the barn opened. That It's like a brand-new building yet today, and, uh, and what you've said about the Broncos is all so true. 
uh, they have the compassion of the people. They've captured the fancy of the fans. And what do you think of that, bringing back those old jerseys tonight? Well, I know, uh, you know, it always takes uh, time, and I guess, uh, Jimmy Rychuk, a lot of time for you. You had a long way to go. Did you drive, fly, walk, or run? How'd you get here? I'll tell you what, Bob, I flew, but it was like a milk run. I, I, I was in Spokane and Minneapolis and Detroit. And it took me, I think, about 12 hours to get here, but it was well worth it. I, I'm I'm very appreciative of the people that uh, put this thing together, and, and it was very, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to be back in Fort Wayne because it, uh, it was my first year of hockey, and I've got a lot of memories here. So, How's your golf game? Well, I've seen some people playing golf, you know. I, I thought, geez, I should have brought my six with me and maybe missed the old-timers game. <laughs> June 28th is the big day for that. We talked to Bob Fitchner, uh, Jimmy, and uh, Fitch said he couldn't come down because he's a school teacher, but anything that happens in the summer, uh, he's ready to go. Boy, he sure has quieted down, hasn't he? Or has Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's rumors about school teachers, I guess. But, you know, he's, he... he uh, he did a lot for Fort Wayne too. Yeah. And that year, that year we won. He was, uh, you know, he was one of the real spark plugs because he worked hard. We, you know, he was kind of a guy that we you followed. He was big and he was tough and he played the tough. And we needed a guy like that to win. And he was good. He was uh, good for the team. We had a fire truck ride when we came back with the Turner Cup, and I think Mark Boyle was uh, elected mayor. And uh, I'm trying to think who the fire chief was, but Fitch was the chief of police. And we walked in the chief's office in the brand new building downtown, the city county building, and Fitch had his feet up on the desk, leaning back with a chief's hat on the back of his head. And yeah. he, he earned it. There's no doubt about that. Aren't, uh, aren't there Sutcliffe and uh, Randy Gates? Is it uh, Eric, Eric Sutcliffe is in uh, Trail, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's out in your section of the woods. Yeah. Randy G- Gator still up there, too, or not? Yeah. Randy Gates? Yeah. He's somewhere around there. I... I hear about these guys from yeah. some of the old-timer tournaments. But Gator just be a treat to see and see if he's as goofy as the old. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. We appreciate your participation coming down. I know there's a party downstairs, and you want to go and mix a little bit. Appreciate your fact that you came back. And uh, Jimmy Wright, thanks, but, thanks that, for coming back. Thanks, Bob. It's a pleasure being here. Thomas Powerplane, a face-off again to the left of Lalim as nicely out it comes. Thomas handle it now. Here's uh, Peterson down the zone. The hook is the call to Picard. Thomas still control the puck. Up ice, a drive on the money, score! I don't know who picked up the rebound, but it was a hard shot from Tommy Peterson out deep. And the Comets come back and pop home the rebound, and that was at 6-3-7. That didn't take long. 24 was the time of the uh, penalty, and 37, the Comets pop open the power play. And the Cays lead 1-0. Squeezed onto the boards by Rusty and Matt turns at the center ice, and the Comets have it. Oh, my. Here they go. They get a man breaking in on the net, and a great save on the play. As boy, oh, boy, a big defensive boo-boo, and the Comets allow Rucky to come dancing on in, but guess what? There was Kevin Weeks, and he says, gotcha. They switch it around. Now we'll come back up. Power play is over. Both teams back full strength. Here they go into the zone. All the way wide. Right, look out. Moves on by one man, but it's going to be Shafranov. Run hard on the play. Behind the net it comes, and off the far board. Uh, Numit coming up. Can't make it. Here they get a man out in front of the net. They get him tied up pretty well. As this time, <coughs> Butsayev has it right up the slot, though. They skate on in. Great save again. Oh, they get a man out front. Another great save by Weeks, and he covers it up. Unbelievable. Kevin Weeks just positively out of this world on Wolwo Fort Wayne Comet Hockey. Comes turned into the corner behind the net. Here's the Puy. They're going to chase him. Get it out of there. Now they kept it into the zone and cross rink. It gets on by Curry. Man in front of the net can't get it again. Great save, Weeks. He was all the way to his left. The puck slid across. He threw the pad and the, and the skate over there and blocked the corner and they couldn't get it in again. Boy, I mean to tell you, they better make sure they pay for Weeksy's lunch when this one's over, regardless of the final score. Still 8-14 left. one nothing Comets, and Weeks has positively held off Grand Rapids with some incredible attempts here in the third period. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, and this has been a sizzler, believe you me. Kevin Weeks has been positively incredible. 36-21 are the shots on goal in favor of Grand Rapids. Come out with a puck and look out. It's been around a lot of feet. Two seconds, one second. Here it comes. They're still running at buzzer. 
End of game. Shutout. Fort Wayne Comets. Kevin Weeks. one nothing win. Eight consecutive wins for the K's. And they go home New Year's Eve against the Cincinnati Cyclones for the number one spot in this division. Pursuit of uh, memorable comets from the past. One that we felt just had to be talked to. And before Christmas, besides, was Darcy Keating. And Darcy, of course, uh, had some great years for the Comets, very popular with the fans, and decided to kind of chuck hockey to be a policeman of another sort, I guess. Right, Darcy? That's right, Bob. Yeah, and, of course, Darcy got his, uh, his hockey start uh, as a junior player, and I guess that would have been in the Sioux area before you got your scholarship to Notre Dame, huh? That's right. I played for the, the junior age team here, the Sioux St. Mary Greyhounds, who yeah. uh, incidentally won the Memorial Cup uh, last year. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so another big one to celebrate as an alumnus, huh? Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was a big week, and interestingly enough, um, uh, David Norris, who I played with for a number of years, yeah. uh, spent the whole week up here, he and his family, and uh, so we had... Uh, uh, some old times to talk about when Dave was up here. I imagine covering everything from that Muskegon dance to the rest of hockey. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> you must have uh, some memories and recall from Fort Wayne because you almost uh, made your home here at one time. Well, I certainly liked Fort Wayne. Uh, I came there, and I guess it was uh, January uh, 1st, in fact, it was, I believe, of 73. And uh, the following spring, we won the Turner Cup, and that I still live, I think, the last time the Comets won the Turner Cup, is it not? Yeah, up until last spring, it's the first time that it's happened. And, of course, we made a 20-year anniversary of it by winning it last year. Oh, that's right. Yes, I recall that now. Any regrets, Darcy, that maybe uh, you would have rather been uh, a hockey player at the National League level, or are you are you pleased and happy with exactly what you've done? Well, I'm I'm very very happy here. The only regret was that I, I didn't have the opportunity to uh, uh, do my uh, police work first and then hockey afterwards. I think it would have changed my outlook on things. But yeah. in terms of uh, my career, I guess was um, the all the, the knock about me was that uh, I, I never really put out as much as I could have, and I suppose to some extent that was true, except for maybe the odd game. <laughs> Well, of course, I think, too, uh, sometimes you find people with, with outstanding uh, physical skills like you had. It's easier to play the game because it comes more naturally, and uh, maybe you just uh, don't always realize that you have to grind it. Well, that's really true. And uh, at the time when I was down, the only, I really felt that, uh, you know, I was playing forward, I was playing defense, and uh, after the year I was drafted, I only played 14 games. And then, and then the year after, when I came to Fort Wayne, it was almost a month before I started to play. And, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, really know if my heart was in it all that great. Uh, you know, like I say, we had some great, great moments down there. Sure. And, uh, so, you know, it's the old thing. If you dwell on the past and, uh, you know, wish you'd been doing something else, maybe you wouldn't be uh, as successful at, at uh, what it is you're doing now. And um, so I don't really dwell on it that much. Yeah. Uh, well, it's obvious, I think, when you when you keep looking ahead that uh, you find your success and you find uh, your own internal peace as well, and it looks as though you've hit it exactly the way you wanted it to be. Well, I'm, I'm very, very happy. Uh, I've often, uh, we go back and think about the, the way things were in the past, and, uh, you know, when I sit here and, and, and the job I have now is extremely rewarding, and um, I, I just can't imagine myself doing anything else. I thought, Jesus, if there was something else I wanted to do, what would it be? And I get go. right back to where I am. I said, well, <laughs> what better answer is that? And uh, I know uh, you you have become another one of those focal points of conversation. Uh, when you when you know when a bunch of the old when you know when a bunch of the old timers sit down and have a gab session and a couple of laughs over old times, somehow there's a Darcy Keating story that gets in there as well, Darcy. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that, and I, I certainly do appreciate the. Uh, Moments I've had there. I do have a lot of contact there. I don't know if you recall, uh, remember Pete Malak? Who, oh, sure. Uh, uh, Pete and I uh, uh, talk uh, regularly, and he visits here uh, uh, quite often. And uh, of course, his wife Jackie, and uh, yeah. I have other good friends down there, Kim and Joyce Gooden, who I actually haven't talked to in a while. And uh, all the old players, there's still, still some around there, Robbie Irons, and uh, so on. That, uh, of course, he, Robbie's uh, working with me on the broadcast every time. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's working. We, do you we, have a chance to get any words in? Uh, once in a while, yeah. I, I pinch him, and when he yells out, it's my turn, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, we, uh, you know, the 50,000 bounces.
gets into the soup pretty good. You ought to check us out some night. Of course, you're usually too busy, I guess. No, actually, I do get it. Um, <laughs> usually, um, uh, old, around 7 o'clock is about, about the time we, that we can get it in there. Right, yeah. So, but it'll hang on for maybe, old, uh, maybe an hour at times. Well, one of these days, uh, when we get into the summer season, when I get packed up and running, I'm going to go over the International Bridge there, and I'm going to have you show me where the heck I can do some good trout fishing. Well, you get up here, Bob, because you're always welcome, and uh, I think maybe we can find a spot for you. I'll bet we could. I appreciate your time and uh, having a chance to run over some old memories and find out what's happening to Darcy Keating and family, and uh, we appreciate your time. Well, good evening. We're Independence, Missouri at the Independence Event Center, home of the Missouri Mavericks. And as the old saying goes, once we learn how to win in this league, we're going to be in fine shape. The uh, color man for the broadcasters here for the Mavericks came down and, uh, a little while ago and asked me, did I know what the problem was? He said, boy, we expected the Fort Wayne Comets to come in here as reigning champions three straight years in the old IHL to come in and really be a force. What's going on? And I said, well, if I had that answer, I would be happy to give it to you. Anyway, here's the way things look. And uh, the the starting goaltender uh, for the Mavericks is going to be a gentleman that we were hoping to get, Rob Nolan, who had goaltended in Flint. And he gets the start for them tonight, a very good young goaltender. Comets, of course, will be starting with uh, Nick Boucher, Guy Dupuis will start on defense along uh, with, with his partner. And uh, his partner, of course, going in is going to be Craig Seskon. Up on the forward line for the Comets, Sean O'Connor, along with P.C. Druin. And the center on that line will be Matt Currido. Frankie's got it. Cross point pass. Here we go again. Another save, Nolan. Pulled down on the play was the Fort Wayne uh, winger. But here comes one more time in behind the net. Right out front. Score! Comets, the first goal, gets Narado. Bang, bang, as he crashed the net, got the goal. As Legault dumps it deep on the corner, and here comes Recklitz, steaming down the line. Really put the hammer that time on the D-man row. Came back up, though, and here they come to the line, trying to get a man in front, can't get him there. Oh, look out, they get an empty net goal. Almost. Taken out of the play was Nick Boucher, and he was laying flat on his belly. One man in front of the net, can't get him again. Now they work for it, trying to come out of the zone. Nicely moved off the side as they walk out front. Oh, what a save. Nick Boucher just took the puck right off the stick of Sirota. Hung on for the faceoff. And they scrum for it down the wall. Can't get it. And now tip behind the net. Around it comes as DeAngelis comes far wall. Trying to tip it off. It's given away. Look out. Nice save. Boy, I'm telling you, Nick Boucher is really on it tonight. They scrum for it on the wall. 23 seconds left. Out at the point. Faking a shot, Phillips, and another score. I thought it was in. It must have hit the post. I thought it was in the zone. Can't tell you for sure, but they are rumbling on it now. Lavender, the D-man, waiting for his guys to get in shape. Back up the wall, left side, breaking out. Jardine at center, taking away. Comets have it. Oh, should have had a shot that time. Boy, oh, boy, Curdo came in, tried to set up a play, and he had the shot. And he should have pulled the trigger on it. They come. Shot save again. As Boucher, I equal to that task as well. Round the wall. They come up again right out in front of the net. And they score. And the K's uh, scrambling started to chase the rabbit. And that was not good. Here's Druin as he comes across to pull a drive. And it's wide. Kept in the zone by Curdo. Curdo now, four on three. Feeds back up to another shot. Front of the net. Scramble for the loose puck. Can't get it. Down the wall they come. Still working on it. Trying to move it out the zone. Here's Curdo with it again. Curdo high. Left. Feeds off to Druin. Druin half roll. Right side to Dupuy. In goes Dupuy. To Druin. A drive. Hit the post. Well, we're down to a minute 46 left in the match. And they're starting to celebrate here with a two to one lead for the Missouri Mavericks. Out top, turned back by Petroso on the corner to uh, Curdo. Ooh, right through the goal crease. And this one comes out but where? Down behind the net again. Comets in hard, trying to stop the play. Francis digging hard. Comets working at it again. Here we come right out front one more time. Can't play it. Has lifted off the play. Petroso down in the corner. 
And now we're mucking it up a little bit. <clears throat> Eight seconds still left. Two to one. Man, you got to wonder what to do next. Four seconds to go. Two seconds to go. Off behind the net once more. Trying to jam it. Can't do it. Game over. Final score. Two to one in favor of the Missouri Mavericks. And here on World World Comet Hockey. Well, not much more to be said. We end up on the short end of another one. This one, two to one in favor of the Mavericks. We're in Independence, Missouri at their event center. Kind of hoping to get a win tonight. We held them all the way. And uh, it was a good hockey game. Holy cow. And you had to wonder after watching some of the chances the Comets get. Uh, and, and just something happened every time. I mean, it's just weird <laughs> the way the events have gone here. A crazy bounce, wrong time. <clears throat> so just difficult. Uh, it's uh, difficult to tell you what it is. And uh, it, isn't, it isn't anything that there's no effort on because there's all kinds of effort. But doggone it, are we ever snake bitten around here? Stick with it. It isn't that bad, even though it's not that good. Once we get going, we're all going to have a heck of a lot of fun. So that's my story here from Independence, Missouri, the Independence Event Center, as the Missouri Mavericks take the measure of the Fort Wayne Comets by a final score of 2-1. to one. My name's Bob Chase. This has been a World World Comet Sports exclusive. We look back 20 years at this particular point in time, and we look at uh, a fellow who was the captain of the Fort Wayne Comets the last time they won a Turner Cup in the 72-73 year. Bob Fitchner. Bob, uh, welcome to Comet Corner. Well, it's great to be back on the air again. I, I didn't realize, Bob, that years have passed. But uh, time kind of flies, and you've had quite a varied career since you left Fort Wayne, uh, Bob. Maybe you can uh, get us up to date. I know you played uh, in the, uh, let's see, you played in world hockey for a couple of years. And uh, maybe fill us in on where you've been. Well, I guess, first of all, Bob, I'll mention that. I'll go back to Fort Wayne Comets. I still cherish those years as great development years for, for myself in hockey. And I think if I'd never played in Fort Wayne, perhaps uh, I'd never realized the dream of, of playing elsewhere and, and moving on to the Major League of Hockey. Um, I was pretty fortunate, I think, that, um, that I was able to play in great cities like Indianapolis for two years. I uh, loved that city. And ended up playing in Quebec City for five and a half years with the, with the Nordiques. Uh, it was a very unique experience, of course, because uh, Quebec is a, is a French-speaking community, and uh, um, both my wife Bev and I and my three daughters uh, enjoy Quebec very much. Um, of course, by that time, I guess I was 31 years of age. Uh, hockey no longer, uh, career was no longer a choice, so I had to make a career decision, and uh, the career decision I made was to go back to university and uh, get a degree in education, and uh, I coached university hockey team in Brandon for four years, thoroughly enjoyed it. And in the past eight years, Bob, I've been living in Carmen, Manitoba, a small town outside of Winnipeg, and uh, it's been a great place to, to raise my children. Of course, I know there are a lot of memories conjured every time uh, I think about Bob Fitchner and the Fort Wayne Comets, and a lot of the guys who were a part of that team are are still uh, in the area and around, and we hear from them. And uh, I guess one of the fellows that we miss not having seen here in the past couple of years would be you at some old-timers functions. Uh, what do you think the possibility might be in the future of you uh, coming back, lacing them up one more time, and giving it a try, Bob? Well, you know, I was I, I looked back at the schedule last year. I, I realized in March uh, you had an old-timer function. Unfortunately, uh, my job doesn't allow me to get away on weekends, it's just too great a distance to travel. Um, Bev and I are planning a trip to oh, Chicago, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, hopefully in the summer of 94. Uh -huh. uh, we to really uh, renew some acquaintances on that trip, and uh, Fort Wayne would certainly be on our agenda and, and hopefully spend three or four days there. I would imagine if that's the season, you better put the golf clubs in the car, eh? Well, I, I play about 80 rounds a year, so it'll be a tough choice, but I between suitcases and golf clubs, but I think the golf clubs will be packed first. <laughs> any uh, any highlights uh, that, that really stand out in your mind, Fitch? I know, uh, uh, you know, it was an incredible year to uh, to bring a Turner Cup back here. And I know I spoke with you uh, when you were down playing with the racers in Indianapolis. And um, it, it, was, it was quite a transition, and I think it was the night that you were playing, in fact, Winnipeg. And uh, we talked about uh, Bob Fitchner and toughness, and 
a comment you made to me at that time was, Bob, uh, there's no such thing as, as being tough because everybody's tough at this level. And I guess that's kind of the way it was. Eh? Well, I, I think toughness can be measured in, in, in varying degrees. You can be a, an intimidating type of a player. I think I had a lot of respect for those Winnipeg players at that time, Alf uh, Nielsen and Anders Hedberg. They were tough because mm-hmm. they took a lot of physical punishment and, and they played the same game in and game out. Uh, for me, for Fort Wayne, I guess for, for memories, I'll, I'll never, of all my years in hockey, I don't think I ever played on, on a team that was closer and had more fun and camaraderie and, and togetherness than that edition of the Fort Wayne Comets. Yeah, we still kind of look back at all the, the highlights and the funny things that happened, and I think one of the things that always stood out for me was after the championship game, coming back on the bus and watching Wayne Ego just sit there with his arms wrapped around the Turner Cup like he was mesmerized. Yeah, that was quite a moment. Uh, Wayne, of course, had played internationally. That was, I would imagine, Wayne's fourth or fifth year. Yeah. And, uh, this Comet Cup, or uh, the uh, Calder Cup, or, pardon me. Turner, I think. Turner Cup, yeah. uh, in so many different apps, yeah. Calders, et cetera. <laughs> uh, it was certainly very special for Wayne, and, uh, and uh, as, as it was for all of us. Um, many of the members of that team never won a, probably never won a cup after that. Well, you know, a significant thing uh, this year, and this may bring back a memory, when they announced the... Uh, the IHL All-Star team, the Fort Wayne Comets did not have one person on that All-Star team. And that happened to be one of our rallying cries in 72-73. We had some pretty fair players, and not one of our guys ever made the team that year, and we won it all. Yeah, yeah. I think that was just, you know, just showed that we were very, I think we had a tremendous amount of depth and character in that, that particular hockey club. Uh, some of the guys in that team, I, I haven't seen Brian Walker since 1974, mm-hmm. I guess 75 when I was in Edmonton. Uh, there's so many numerous players from that team that I would just love to see again. And uh, perhaps down the ways and the, the workings, we could have a possibly a reunion or something of those players that could make it again. We're looking at something like that in the future of trying to get 25-year increments going now that we're this far along so we can review some of those teams of the past and have some anniversaries. And uh, you're right, it would be great to get that group together because you're, you're right again, there were some there were some super characters on that team, but there was some great talent as well. Yeah, it was just it was one of those years that you sort of capture and uh, cherish uh, you know, for a lifetime. Had a great one last Saturday night. Everything is advertised, but here you go with a week of nothing but practice. Well, it's good to get the practice in. Uh, we needed uh, we needed the conditioning, uh, a little different uh, game shape speed than practice speed. Uh, I think we've seen that uh, in the game the other night. So. One thing that was really impressive to me, after that shootout was over and we won, Weeksy was jumping about three feet in the air all the way from his goal to center ice. He was, he was fired up. Well, it's great to see the youth and enthusiasm in the players and, uh, you know, the players we have in Florida are... Uh, their average you know, age is 22, so you know that helps out with the club. Uh, we want these young guys. We want them to show their emotions. Uh, we want them to be emotional in the locker room, days of practice. You know that's what's going to make it more intense here, and uh, it's going to bring the level of our practice up every day too. And uh, you know when you have people showing those emotions, uh, it's nothing. It's just going to carry over night in and night out. Reaction from the fans, especially on Comet Corner last Tuesday night over at Pizza Hut Northcrest, the calls we got over there, everybody really like what they saw. I think the enthusiasm is coming back. Well, uh, now you got that plug in there, Bob. Uh, I think the fans are going to be excited about this club. Uh, you know, we come to work every day, and, uh, you know, that's our model this year. Uh, you know, we're carrying some players here that uh, have a lot of pride in their job. Uh, that's the biggest character, low maintenance, and, you know, hard-working club. Uh, it's going to take this club a long way. Uh. Right, here we go. Boyce on his way. Wide right. He looks. He tried to center it, coming through. Argon scores! Short-handed goal, Thomas. We'll take it quick. Can't clear it now. Barwa can't get it, but here we come. Out at center. Here we come. Moving is Taylor. Taylor now slides a little soft one. Good move by Taylor. He got a chance to bury the puck and get a line change and keep the fresh penalty kill out with 15 seconds left. Here comes Quebec to the Fort Wayne line. Knocked down in the corner. Can't get to it. Here we come. Back up ice. On the move. All the way to the line, going wide left side, it is Walby a drop. Hard score again. Fort Wayne zone trying to skate with a D. Halverson now spins his man banks off the puck around behind the net. Look out, he drops. Oh, what a save. Weeks up with a big one. Let's get the face up, up high now. It goes down toward the corner to Armstrong, now deep in the zone to Curry. 
Here's Dan down on the boards. Curry running hard. Back up the boards. It comes to Davidson. Davidson now starts back up the middle and fires. Thank you. That gets a little exciting down there, I'll tell you. Everybody fired up. Even I've been watching the bench, Robbie, uh, trying to watch the ice and watch the bench. Holy cats, look at this with you. I'm going to put this guy on here for a minute, Jimmy. We'll turn it the other way, Jim. There you go. One of the best defensemen to ever latch him up here in the IHL, Jimmy Bannatyne. He played over in Muskegon. Uh, played, I think, in Indianapolis. You played here. Uh, or was it Dayton? You played in Dayton, right, Jimmy? I played in a lot of teams. Yes, you did. <laughs> You're looking good, guy. What's the story? Sorry, I... Um... Um, just working and uh, coming to the odd game. And you ever skate anymore? No, try not to. <laughs> and, you know, in my career, I never saw a corner, and I don't skate anymore. So. Well, I thought that you kept a lot of things clean down there, Jimmy. You're one of the most accomplished defensemen I think the league ever had. You were a gentleman, you were a hard player, and you had to have a good plus minus because you were always in the right spot at the right time. Well, thank you, Bob. And, and it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you and... Uh, and you're still in the business, and which is right. great, you know. Just so I can go back and visit guys like you. Yes, yes. Now, what about, about my uh, friend uh, Robbie Irons? Robbie is just steady as can be. You know, a little gray hair, but other than that, he's still sitting on a bag of money. <laughs> but uh, he's worked with me for a number of years, and the best color guy I'm sure that I ever had. Were you down as part of the ceremony for Morris? Yes, that was great. You know, and uh, Morris well deserved, and um, he's he's kept hockey uh, in Porter and uh, around till, till we're at this position. Where well, you know, he's been a pioneer in hockey at all levels for many, many years. I think he came originally out of North Bay. Right. And right. Uh, he came here and uh, kept it alive. And there's some pretty fine hockey players passed through here on their way to other areas, including yourself. Right. And um, just just like the all the old IHL teams, there are a lot of good hockey players. There. Indeed. You know, we talk about it. Had it not been for a six-team National League, if it was like it was today, there would have been a lot of guys out of this league went to the National League. Oh, that's for sure, Bobby. But uh, that, that was then. This is now. But I don't think they had any more fun than you guys did. And we didn't get paid a whole lot. And... Uh, um, I always question their heart today because we played with heart and little yeah, money. Because that's yeah, your dad. Yeah, heart that's and right. no money. That's right. And, yeah. and a cold beer at the end of the game, eh, Jimmy? <laughs> at least a couple. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you stopped up. Well, I know you've been around. It's yeah. just a pleasure to have hey, you back. Bobby, it's always good seeing you, and uh, keep up the good you work. You take care, and may I be the first to say Merry Christmas. Same to you. Thank Jimmy Valentine, one of the all-time greats. In the IHL in the former port here in uh, Any line changes any place tonight? Well, we're, uh, we're going to add Doyle up front there, add a little muscle. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's accepted the role and said that he wants to come up and start banging for us. So uh, hopefully get him and uh, Robin going and the other guys can jump from there. And, you know, we've got to get the hitting going and uh, we're going to take it from there. How about uh, Kevin? Is he ready to play yet? Uh, Kevin, he's probably going to get a game or two in next week. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to wait and see, but uh, we're going back to the scene tonight. He had a very good game last night, and uh, I think he was deserving of this game tonight. Lead pass at the line, going in nicely on a trailer. The trailer to the front of the net. Nobody got the puck. Here they come the other way, but it's covered by Richardson. Richie drives it off the far boards. Held nicely and turned all the way back into the corner by Dan Curry. Thomas with a quick line change. Here comes Cleveland back up ice, going hard to the center ice zone. It's Cornforth. Cornforth. Banks it off the boards into the Fort Wayne zone. Richardson's got it on D. Oh, he's got a man breaking up the middle, and here we come. Shafranov at the line. Shaft fires. Oh, score! On the boards in the corner, trying to get it loose. Here it comes again. Bawa gets away from one check, coming up the near boards. He wheels it out to neutralize. There is no icing. Thomas with a quick line change with 3.15 left. As they head man the puck to center, Hayward drives it around behind the net, left behind the goal, this time by Racine. Thomas have it back. Out the near board, Shafranov's got a chap. Coming, oh, look out! Back up ice trapped, and here they come. Butsayev on the way, has help, feeds it off into the zone. All the way out in front of the net, Butsayev with a great shot, score again! Far boards, in goes Dupuis, takes his man off the play. Around it comes. All the way out to the left point. From the left point, Harkins trying to get it to the net. Can't do the job. Behind the net, Richardson takes his man off the play. Thomas have it back. Here's Boyce. Coming out to center ice. Back it goes all the way to the Cleveland line. 
24 seconds left. Back out they come. Harkins at center. Cross ring pass broken up. Comets wheel it back into the zone as all Butsaya wanted to do was clear it into the corner. 15 seconds still left. Here we come into the zone. Comets have it. Now Batherson has it. Score! Open net. Batherson. So that one put it out of reach. Empty net goal, Batherson. That came at 19-49-3-1. Comets hanging on to the lead. An unassisted goal, empty net. And it's looking better right now, I'll tell you. Back we come to center ice to do it one more time. First is a Comet. Batherson picks it up. So here we come. Big, hard-fought night, I'll tell you. 1949 of the period. So there we go. Big one for the K's as they uh, momentarily appear to put this one out of reach. Cross rink it comes with four seconds to go. They move to the line. Longo going to the corner. Picked up deep in the zone. No time now to mess around with it. And they get it all taken care of. So the Comets with a big victory. It is 3-1 K's. Be back with a post-game show in a moment on Wovo Comet Hockey on a microphone with this guy, but we did it many, many times over the years. Uh, the fellow that brought us uh, the third Turner Cup in the history of Comet Hockey as a coach, Mark Boylo. Mark, nice to have you back. Very nice to be here, Bob. You involved in hockey at all, Mark? No, not at this time, Bob. I am not involved here. This has been about the uh, first or second time in the past uh, 30 years that I've, or 40, that yeah, I have really. not been involved in hockey. I'd like to get back in, it, in the game, uh, maybe as a scout or something. I I think I can, uh, I, with my experience and, uh, you know, the people I know and the, the knowledge that I've gained through the years in the game, I think that I could be of some help to some team. Well, you won a couple of big ones. You won a Turner Cup with the Fort Wayne Comets here in 72-73. You went up in the World Hockey League, and with Quebec, you won the AFCO Trophy. That's the last one they had, too, isn't it? Yes, it was. It's, as a matter of fact, the one in Quebec was the first time a professional uh, championship was won by any, by any Quebec, Quebec team. Yeah. And I came very close my first year in France because we were uh, we were runner-up in the uh, championship game. We got beat two games to one in the finals. When was the last time you had the skates on? Uh, two years ago. I was in Montreal. My son Claude, who used to play here with the right. Junior Comets and the midget team here, has a business in Montreal and he sponsors a team and he plays on it. And I was back there for a couple of weeks and I came in one night and he said, we're short a couple of players. Why don't you put the skates on? So I did and we had a great, great, great time. It's called a hat-trick ball. Hey, there you go got the touch back again we often reminisce years ago one night uh, we had a sunday game and the team we were to play because of a snowstorm which was port huron uh, didn't get in didn't get in didn't get in and in those days uh one of the major television people had a little shoot off thing we did and they'd select the player each night and there was a big round hole in the middle of a of a board that was set over the goal mouth and uh they uh, the contestant would select the player and if the player skating in from the hash mark shot and hit the hole they both got a television set well this particular night we had a huge crowd here and nobody showed up when we were trying to get some marquette drills going scrimmages going whatever you could think of to entertain the crowd it happened then we went to that shoot off and i'll never forget that as long as i live because a lot of the guys would grab the puck went in and tried to shoot off to win a tv set now there must have been eight or ten shooters including bob fitchner and finally they're lined up on the Fort Wayne bench and Mark in his street shoe says, ah, come here, give me a stick. So Mark threw a puck out, grabbed a stick. He was running on his street shoes on the ice, got to the hash marks and bingo, smack dab in the middle of the hole and the whole bench just collapsed on you, Mark. Right in the middle. I remember that very well. That was a great day. That was a great day, Bob. I also remember a certain guy, radio announcer, by the way. Yeah. I think it was the regional tournament, the Indiana State Regional uh, Tournament here, basketball tournament, and I remember Bob Chase walking across the floor at the time, and a bunch of hockey players were there, and I remember you grabbed the ball. Do you remember that? Oh, and yeah, you, yeah. And you fired the thing, and you were about 50 feet away, and you fired the thing, and the ball took that big arc and pushed right through, and the guy says, come here, do it again. He said, never again. <laughs> never again. And that's about the way it happens, doesn't it, along the line. Of course, we're talking with Mark Boyle, who was the former coach of the Fort Wayne Comets, and uh, led them to a Turner Cup in 1972-73, and Mark's been in Europe for a number of years now, and uh, I'm sure
sure has kept up as best he could with the International Hockey League, but <laughs> did you ever dream when you left here we'd be playing in the cities they're playing in today? Geez, you know, Bob, I, I'm, I'm amazed at all the cities and the cities they're going into next year. Yeah. You know, it, uh, but it just, you know, it just seems that hockey is growing more and more and more, and it's just like in Europe now, you know, you go to the rinks, you go to Germany, the rinks are full. The rinks are full. Switzerland is full of, of people. And last Saturday, I had a chance to see Montreal Canadiens against the Rangers in New York. There was 17,860 people at the game. And, you know, it's unbelievable. But the game is is really coming on very, very strong. And the cities that the IHL is involved in, you know, they're yeah. in direct competitions against the against the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> and at one time, I remember, the American Hockey League was the number two league in hockey. Right now, you get the NHL, and the next best league after the NHL is the IHL. And, you know, I, I wish I could see some of those guys, those skeptics, skeptics, you know, a few yeah. years back said, oh, the I, you know, the I is a third or fourth class league. And, you know, I used to try and not convince, but just tell the people that if you saw the game, if you saw the type of competition in that league, you'd change your mind. I think now we're seeing the results, and I think a lot of people have changed their minds about the IHL. Oh, some great players in this league. Oh, some great players in this league. And you can see, you know, there's a lot of talent. And tonight I'm, I'm looking at the lineups there, you know, both clubs. This is the first time I've seen the IHL game in the past three or four years. Yeah. And you see some of those guys, you know, and I, I'm mentioning to my my son, Cole, you know, I'm saying, look, this guy played in the NHL, this guy played in the NHL. And I, there's about half a dozen or maybe more guys that have played in the NHL are playing in this league. So that means that any time the guy plays in the IHL could be in the NHL the next night. You look at your goaltender, Sadorkowitz. He was in Ottawa last year. I yeah. mean, you know, that's, uh, you know, I don't think there's that much difference anymore between the leagues, you know, because there's so many young, good hockey players are coming up, and the talent is there. They just want a chance to play, and I think the IHL is providing that to a lot of players. Well, Mark, we're glad you chose to come to Fort Wayne tonight to see a lot of your old buddies with the old-timers uh, situation going, and uh, we're pleased to have a chance to talk with you here. A lot of great memories we've uh, served together with over the hockey days in your career here, and uh, come back anytime. Eh? Thanks very much, Bob. It's been my pleasure. All right, Mark Boyle, former Comet coach, and of course, uh, the fellow that led us to our 73 Turner Cup. Harlan Nordstrom still in Baton Rouge, and do you know why he was placed on the injured reserve list? Yeah, his first game uh, for Baton Rouge, uh, his third shift, uh, he broke his ankle, so he's going to be out for the next 30 days, and, uh, you know, he's rehabilitating. Uh, I talked to uh, his coach. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows his uh, coach, Dave Schultz, who used to play for the Flyers, uh, so he's in good hands down yeah. there. But uh, he's rehabbing right now, and... Uh, you know, we're looking forward to seeing Carlin back. It's going to probably be another month and a half, though, before he probably gets a chance to come back and play for the Comets. Well, how many how many tough guys like Carly, who wants to really make it work out, goes uh, goes to school with the master and the hammer, Dave Schultz, the old well, Philadelphia Flyer? You know, we put him down there for a certain reason. Uh, well, Kevin McDonald's there, too, and uh, everyone knows about Kevin. He's got a heart of a lion, and uh, I think it's a good situation. Uh, with players that are upcoming, uh, we put them in certain places that we think that it's going to work best for them to get them better to be a Comet. You know, uh, it's got to be a good situation. We just don't want to put a player somewhere and he's not going to be able to advance his skills or uh, his playing time or get better at uh, penalty killing. Uh, you know, certain situations, that's why we look and, uh, you know, we're planting the seeds for the future. And they're dancing around out there. They've been throwing some pretty good shots at each other and both decide, okay, time for us to call it quits. I don't think uh, McLean thought uh, he was going to have that much of a challenge for Cabana because he came out pretty aggressive with him, trying to wrestle him around. And Cabana was throwing punch for punch. Neither one of them throwing any bumps or bruises, but uh, both of them got a fair amount of shots in. A good little scrap. They both go to the penalty box, and Cabana showed himself respect on that scrap there. We've seen him in a couple, but that one there, he tangled with the tough guy, McLean. Here we go. Now Halverson gets yeah, in here. Comes Doyle. Doyle's in here. Yeah. Doyle's after somebody. 27. Yeah, Doyle says uh, time time to go to work. Yeah, he's after Cardiff. It all started with Weingarter hustling on a, on a offside uh, in the common icing call. And, and they bumped uh, Weingarter. And uh, here's Doyle come into it. And he's tangled up with Cardiff. And he's giving him the left. Oh, right oh boy. And nailing him pretty good. He's got the sweater over the head. And Cardiff. Oh, baby. And Doyle is hammering him pretty good, and the linesman have to come and grab on and get uh, some help for Tardiff. But Doyle hammered Tardiff pretty good on that one. Doyle, an awful big guy, and one of the tough guys for the Comets, and got involved there. That'll stir him up, and uh, 
few of the players on the Indy bench stand, and uh, Doyle cruising down by their bench, so there'll be a few words said there. Well, the question, of course, with uh, Doyle was his hand. He'd just come off the injury where he had got cut with a skate on the back of the hand, and it was uncertain whether or not how physical he was going to be. And, of course, you interviewed him there, and uh, he said he was ready, and he showed it right there, Bob. Yeah, just in case anybody didn't get the message on the other bench, once he bagged Tardif up, it was like hauling a bucket of grain. He just thumped them all over the place. Five for Tardif. Two minutes for what? Instigation. Oh, come on. Yeah. Now the Professor Wilkins has to go and have some conversation. Yeah. For the loose puck, yeah, Cabana going in. The icing call is made. And uh, here, here we, we come again. again. Right off the bat, somebody goes after Cabana. And this time, uh, a Rizador. few other people involved in this one. Well, Rizadorf's got a hold of Cabana. They both got their gloves off and got a grip of each other. They haven't thrown a punch yet. Now Richardson's involved in it. And another comet comes flying in there, too. So nobody's throwing a punch. Uh, Halverson got in there in a hurry, too. Yeah, a lot of gloves laying around right now. And an innocent play where Cabana goes back, touches the puck, and all of a sudden three players converge and a few bumps and uh, verbal things said. And before you know it, we're going to get the penalty. 4.50 to go.